Hello, I'm Rob Beckett. And I'm Josh Whittacombe. Welcome to Parents in Hell, the show in which Josh and I discuss what it's really like to be a parent, which I would say can be a little tricky. So, to make ourselves, and hopefully you, feel better about the trials and tribulations of modern-day parenting, each week we'll be chatting to a famous parent about how they're coping. Or, hopefully, how they're not coping. And we'll also be hearing from you, the listener, with your tips, advice, and, of course, tales of parenting woe. Because, let's be honest, there are plenty of times when none of us know what we're doing. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, I'm going to whisper some things to you now about crunch chocolate bars. Because apparently this whispering thing is a thing that makes you feel things. It's saying something crunchy is coming in the candy wrapper language. Mm. Imagine your tongue hiking up those crispy, rocky ridges. Now, drum roll, please. Wow, that's good. Crunchy munchy chocolate doesn't whisper. Turn up the fun with Crunch. Hello, you're listening to Parenting Hell with... Can you say Rob Beckett? Rob Beckett. And Josh Whittacombe. <laughs> say Josh Whittacombe. Thank you. This is Jack, 35 months, nearly three, with his baby brother Ellis, eight months in the background. We are from Holton near Lancaster. Three and eight months. Three and eight months. Fuck. Ooh, mama. We've been listening from the start and laughed every week. Except one. No. It's kept us sane. My <laughs> husband, Ben, and I like to use a Crosby's Law question to passively aggressive say, least say what's annoying us, in a jokey, in quotation marks, way. We haven't tried the nice bit yet. Thanks for the laugh. Danielle Walker, 34 years old. Um, how are you, Rob? Um, yeah, I'm all good. Um, another gig, more gigs done, nearly home. Be home next week. So I'm very excited about coming home. When you get sure home, that... are you going to go big style yeah. on being a great parent? Like, to make up for it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, Lou's going away in January with her friend for like five nights. Um, <sighs> so that's Lou's sort of little trip away to look forward to. So she's got that. But yeah, when I get back, we've got loads of stuff planned. They're going to have a kids' Tuesday where they get to choose what they want to do. So they nice. want to go like wall climbing in the, yeah. to start the morning. So we're going to go that and do that as a family. All of us are going to do it. And then um, they can do whatever they want. They can choose. I, if anyone's got any, any advice or some sort of ground rules on if anyone's done a kid's choose that, they also call it a yes day in America. Yes. We yeah. just have to say yes. Oh, my word. Are you nervous about that? I'm quite excited, actually. It's really quite fun because then you sort of fly most of the time I do want to say yes, but my sort of adult parent brain goes, um, oh, no, I probably shouldn't do that, should I? Also, when I just said that out loud, I, I sort of forgot. You sort of forget you're a parent. When you go away with work, I've not had to yeah. do any parenting. Yeah, you're sort of, of like, oh, yeah, I'm a, a dad with responsibilities that has to go, no, you shouldn't do that because of this. But I just sort of like, at the moment, I'm just a bloke who just wanders around and then does a gig. Yeah, <laughs> Because I'm trying to live course. in the moment. I was like, 
Oh yeah, I've got kids, haven't I? That I have to sort of tell off sometimes. <laughs> you've got, you've got See, I'm kind of a bit mad. Fuck! Oh, so sort of like a, I just dawned on me that I've got like children. <laughs> when you're looking after them, you're so in it of looking you're after just, them. But when, I've got a bit of space. Like, on Tuesday, you're just a man who sleeps, shits, and walks. That's all you are at the moment. That's <laughs> all. In that order, I sleep, I shit, I walk, and then I walk and talk on stage, and then go back to sleep again. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, as I'm talking to you, I was like, "Yeah, I've got children." I sort of, you sort of forget when you're in the middle of your life. You sort of forget what what, what you're doing, don't you? When you're busy with yeah. it. But like when you have space to think, it's like I've got a wife and children. I'm old. <laughs> I realised I was old as well. I met up with one of my friends. Um, well, in Adelaide, if anyone's read my book, I went out with the Howards, with this lovely family that yeah. sort of took me under their wing yeah, yeah. when I was in Adelaide were, oh, years yeah, ago. Years ago when you were a uh, young buck. I did it again, right? I keep buck. saying young buck. I've done it twice young in two episodes. Buck. And I was, yeah, I was in, I had no money. I was skinned and they looked after me and drove me around and bought me dinners and stuff like that. Anyway, so their daughter, who's like a grown-up now, she's like a 25-year-old midwife. Um, she lives up near Brisbane. So I met her for some lunch and stuff like that. And, you know, it was nice to catch up with her. And she, her friends turned up. And they were all 25. And, like, they're not even, like, young. 25 is like a, a yeah. grown woman, isn't it? Like, it's yeah. a prop, that's like an adult. It's not like 19 oh, or 21. Right, you don't talk to the police now. But, <laughs> no, but I just felt 36. I was just sat there. I was like, I am so fucking up yeah the jump between 25 and 35 and you've got yeah. two kids i was like this is fucking bananas here well, well, do i know, don't know do you know what i always think you know when you get like a middle-aged divorcee who then gets yeah. a young partner i always mm. think the worst thing about that i think one-on-one -on -one, i think that'd be all right the worst thing would be when you've then got to go and like socialize with their friends do you know what i mean when you're the old person yeah. going oh my god on the lash with some 25 year olds you'd just be like yeah but this is weird yeah because also they're like they're quite like you know grown up they've got careers and they've got but like and they were lovely but i was like i'm 36 and they're 25 yeah. it's not even a big gap if, if i if i if i had a 25 year old girlfriend it would be like oh that's a big gap but it wouldn't be like oh my god that's disgusting I think yeah. 11 years is a bit too long yeah. but it's not like it's not like newspaper like yeah pervy relationship is yeah. it you see some of these old yeah. blokes have like 20 year younger girlfriend but like i was like i just i couldn't be in a relationship with someone that much younger it'll be <laughs> meant i'm like just stood there in the corner of like an n-dubs concert going what the fuck am i doing here <laughs> fuck, well, fuck. dressed up like you're 25 oh I'll tell you god what, though, did i tell you did i tell you i went to a dua lipa gig on my own in, oh yeah um, you did say this perf did you say this on the show? But they, they were lovely, but it was just like they're about twenty-five, and it was just like they were all travelling, and some of one of them yeah. had boyfriends, one of them didn't, and they were just talking about that, and it was like, yeah, just go did and they do know that. Who and you was, were Eva did because I've, I've, I've yeah. met her before. Yeah, <laughs> but I don't mean didn't you? Did you just sidle up and say well, hi? No, it's the weirdest night out I've ever had, okay? So I text Eva yeah. and said, oh, we're coming up to Brisbane if you want to come to the show. She went, brilliant. I come with my friends. Can I have four tickets? I was like, yeah, sure. Like, and I got there. I had a night off before the show. So I went, oh, do you want to go for some drinks? Watch the Australia game because it was on against yeah. Tunisia. I went, yeah, cool. No worries. She went, uh, I went, and her friends came. And then it turned out her friends were Finnish. And one of them, so she had... One of her friends was coming the next day for the gig, and then she had a friend who she met in Ibiza six years ago who is travelling and is from Finland, and yeah. then she met another girl a week ago 
also from Finland on some sort of Facebook traveling group. So they'd known each other a week and were traveling together and then they'd oh, gone up to Brisbane. So a group. I, I, at the bar, I met Eva, who I met twice 10 years ago when I was in Adelaide, yeah. right? And when, when she was, was 15. Like 15 and, yep. and now she's 25, um, which doesn't sound good if you're talking to the police yeah. either, does it really? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so she turns up. So I've met her a couple of times. We always talk yeah. about the WhatsApp group with her parents and stuff. Anyway, so she turns up with her friend that she's um, known six years ago from Finland and this other girl that she's just met a week ago, but Eva has only met her an hour ago because she didn't know she was yeah. coming. They met me in a, in the bar, so I'm meeting these two people for the first That's time. Great. My tour manager's there, lovely Justin, who I've only known for two weeks, right? <laughs> so no one really knows anyone at his drinks. And then we go have a couple of drinks, we go and get some food, and Justin went, oh, my cousin and his girlfriend are, are in town, they're going to come for dinner. I was like, okay. I'm sat on a dinner table. I was like, I don't know these people. <laughs> I've never... I know Eva, but any, most, anyone else here, I've, I've, uh, uh, the longest is Justin I've known for two weeks. Everyone else I've known for about an hour. And no one else knows each other either. I felt like a mature student. You know, like when you have to meet everyone that's on your course. Oh, God. Like, oh, hello, yeah, I'm 36. Yeah, it didn't really work oh, out God. for me. I'm back here now. Oh, what's my, what am I like? Do you want to see, do you want to feel some comfortable <laughs> shoes? Because I've got a pair. Rob, in honour of Australia, do you want a quick couple of boomer Australians stories? Yeah. Yeah? Before we, uh, yeah, before we go, go into the guest? Yeah? I love when it's got a lot of Australian special. Go yeah. on. Yeah. Howdy. Grew up in Darwin in the 70s, early 80s, and spent a lot of weekends camping in the bush. One trip that stands out, this feels like I've just made up an Australian email, doesn't it? But there we go. Howdy One... doesn't sound Australian, does it? No. Good day. Grew up in Darwin. Good day, mate. Absolute fucking ripper. Uh, one trip that stands out, the mum's job, so that the, 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 one trip stands out with a couple of other families into the bush, about eight kids okay. under 12. The mum's job was to sort the food and the dads were on drinks. We drove for three hours into the middle of nowhere. Arrive, no shade, 38 degrees oh in, dying of thirst. The only drink that they bought for four days was beer. No water, oh, is... no soft it's, drink. It's... Just this, beer. This boomer is veering into just sort of terrible parenting. It's not. It, it got worse. The spot they chose to set up camp was downwind of a dead buffalo. I still oh feel God. sick thinking of that smell. Day two, <laughs> a ranger shows up to announce that we are meters from a crocodile nest. Of course, we didn't oh, move no. or leave. The only reason we got water was because they had bags of ice to keep the beer cold. Cheers, Vicky. That oh, my is God, incredible. Vicky. Are you allowed to drink bags of ice? Well, I Is think good desperate times, desperate measures, really. <laughs> better than a better than a buffalo carcass and a yeah. bar, can of beer or something. Um, oh, that is bad, isn't it? Yeah. That, the sun's so hot here when it comes out. It's an absolute joke. I think it's a different one. I think they've got their own one. <laughs> you want to hear this is a good one. Hey, Josh on. and Rob. Thanks for being my favourite sexy duo. Even though I'm 26, childless, and some British references go right over my head as a Sydney, Australia dweller. Rob, this is exactly the kind of person you go out for a drink with. In the 70s, my great-grandmother was babysitting my uncle and mum. She disapproved of my uncle's middle name. So one day, took him to the city hall and had his middle name legally changed without telling his parents. No. Laura from Sydney. That is incredible, that, isn't it? That is bananas. Have I told um, you about my friend? I've got to be quite delicate with this. I've got to try and change it slightly so it's still you get the story without it being too obvious who it is. My friend's 
parents looked after their child yeah. and propped him back at the house, <laughs> dropped him back at the home. Yeah. And had taken him to get his first haircut. No. Oh my word. And... <laughs> what have you changed? That's what I think. Not enough. Not enough. <laughs> Let's leave it at that. Right. Who we got? We have got an absolute parenting hell classic returning. If you haven't listened to the original episode with Tom Parry, go back and listen to it now. It was one of our great early episodes. A man yeah. absolutely at the end of his tether, or not even, <laughs> a man absolutely positive in the worst situation possible as an early months parent. We rejoin him two years later yes. to see how he's doing. This we is... need to say a, a bit of a warning, Josh. We talk yes. a lot about Christmas and Father Christmas. Yes. So, so just be aware. Children. Just, I wouldn't listen to this one with children. I wouldn't listen all. to this one with children. Hello and welcome to Parenting L for the second time, Mr. Tom oh. Parry. And I'm very excited about this. Hello, boys. Josh is excited. He's going to rub his hands together in a minute. He does oh that sometimes. Oh, my God. I talk about one of the most legendary episodes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really remember it, you know. It's like <laughs> I've had things I've said quoting back to me. It feels like, you know, when you get hammered and you have one of those nights where you're blackout drunk and then the next two weeks of people reporting it back to you. That's kind of how that records. <laughs> What feels to me? Yeah. Well, yeah, people still say to be chicken because yes. of the Euros. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's it. And it's like, I don't really have any memory of it because that whole period is such a blur. We should update the listeners. Yeah. If you haven't listened to the original episode, it might be worth going back and listening to it now. <laughs> and it's Tom at the height of having a new baby. How, how far in do you reckon we were, Tom? Oh, I think it was like six or seven weeks. It was... Uh... Six or seven weeks. And you were doing shifts all through the night. So your partner would have the baby to like 1am, 2am, and then you'd take over till the morning. Yeah. And you was really excited about it and thought it was just normal and great. It was basically yeah. And you'd sit up all night with a baby on you, yeah. watching the Da Vinci Code and eating two <laughs> satsumas or something and yeah. drinking coffee. And you had your special coffee cup and yeah. water cup, like a survivalist. Yeah. Pint of coffee, pint of water. How do you look back on that time? <laughs> I suppose is the first question. <laughs> Before we do that, could we ask what, what people quote back at you from that, Tom, as a reminder? But, well, people just keep saying, like, are you okay? It felt mad. <laughs> and, like, what, what was such a weird kind of juxtaposition was, like, my wife and I thinking, we're nailing this. And, like, we've really got this down. And then, like, an entire country telling us we're not. People who I haven't spoken to since I was at school on Facebook being like, congrats on the baby. It's mad what you're doing. <laughs> like, oh, no. like, I haven't spoken to you in 20 years. <laughs> so that was kind of like a universal feedback, which we, we weren't quite expecting, really. <laughs> I mean, we didn't change what we were doing. We definitely stuck to our guns. So how long did you stick to it? Or are you still stuck to it? I don't know. No, don't worry. We're not still stuck to it. <laughs> we should just say, for the listeners, what's the intervening period been? 18 months, do you think? Yeah, yeah. Um, our daughter is now two. Yeah, it was right. two at right. the end okay. of September. Oh, yeah, so about almost two years exactly. Yeah, yeah. Which is kind of a nice distance, really, to look back from. <laughs> no, we're obviously not still doing that, but it does feel like we're kind of stuck in a sort of version of that. 
but like a softer version of it. Oh, yes, please. <laughs> like, yes, please. Get his little face. I didn't realise I've never seen Josh happy until we started doing this podcast and people talk about difficulties of children and it's yeah. this only time he's really experiencing joy. A life driven by Charlotte yeah. Freud. <laughs> That's kind of parenting summed up in a sentence, isn't it, really? Yeah. We still kind of have like a tag system, I guess, where we were with Jane's mom for the first kind of six months or so and then we got our own place mm. which made a hell of a difference i mean the one thing i didn't realize was just how amazing it is living with your mother-in-law for that first bit of time because like yeah, yeah, yeah. laundry my god like i hadn't even thought about laundry <laughs> and now i look back on that and think that she did all the washing she did all the washing so she was washing your pants as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was doing the lot. Oh, what a shift! Because like, I don't know how delicately to say this, Tom, but I spent some time with you and played football with you. I wouldn't <laughs> want to wash your clothes. You're a big sweaty man. I yeah, uh, I can't be insulted by that. <laughs> it's the truth. Also, a man that doesn't wear pants. Well, I try and reduce the load. You know, Fair enough. <laughs> I've got Thelma's interest at heart. You know. <laughs> Yeah, no pants, just my jeans that my dick has been rubbing. You can wash them. <laughs> How often do you wash your jeans if you're not wearing pants? Because I don't really wash my jeans that often. No, you're not supposed to wash them. No. That often. But yeah, but you're supposed to be wearing pants with them, not having your bare ass on them. I only go commando on football days. Right, okay. Let the record show. Fair enough. I've only ever seen you on football days <laughs> when you're getting quickly changed for a gig. Yeah, exactly. And I'm always surprised when it just shorts off nothing else. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, sorry. Back to the child. So, how are you in a? You know, you're supposed version? to freeze your jeans. <laughs> oh yeah. You what? If you put jeans in a freezer overnight, yeah, it kills as much bacteria as if you wash them. Oh. But you don't damage your jeans, right? Oh, so, I do agree that, and the moment you start washing jeans, they never look the same. Yeah, totally agree. <laughs> anyway, I digress. <laughs> <laughs> but freeze, freeze your jeans. Freeze your jeans. Okay. Put them in a carrier bag. Would you clear out a, a shelf in the freezer yeah. or are you putting them on top of your hash browns? Yeah, well, we had a situation like this. We had moths a few years ago. And anything that's been mothed, you meant to freeze it, shove it in the freezer to kill all the moth eggs. Oh. So we had a period where our freezer was like, you know, Linda McCartney sausages, pizza, and then like a scarf. Like, just for like a yeah. few weeks. Yeah. Well, get your jeans in there. Yeah, I will. I will do. Sort of, mate. I bet it's nice as well. Like, yeah. I would quite enjoy putting them on straight out of the freezer. Wouldn't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. yeah. I quite like putting a, a wet T-shirt on that's just been put out to dry in the, in the summer and I let it just dry my body. Oh, yeah, sexy. Keep talking. There's some people at home absolutely <laughs> loving this. <laughs> Sorry, what were we talking about? Talking about moving out. My nipples go rock hard and I'm just lying in the sun. <laughs> so how are you, Tom, on a softer version of what you were living two years ago? We're still stuck in a kind of round-the-clock surveillance type situation. Right. Whereby Drow's got her own room. She's two. Yeah. She's got a bed, actually. She's out the cot. She's into the bed. Oh, yeah, big day. Yeah, huge day. But we've got a double mattress on the floor next to Glow's bed. Yeah. And that's pretty much Jane's bed. 
Right. right. So Jane is still sleeping in Glow's room. We get about two hours together, Jane and I, like that isn't on glow time. It's like a prison, conjugal yeah. visit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And even that two hours is dominated by, we still have the video surveillance screen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's a mattress in the kids' room because she'll wake up in the night and want to come into bed. Yeah. So rather than have her in the bed, your partner just lays on the floor next to her bed. Yeah. Well, Jane's still feeding, basically. Jane's still breastfeeding. Uh, right, okay. Jane's like a big exponent of breastfeeding and it's really stood us in good stead but we're kind of getting to the time now where we're trying to drop feeds and wean and stuff like that yeah oh god that's tough it's the sort of um logistics of it when they're older and stuff like that isn't it really like with the breastfeeding like in the middle of the night they're gonna want it in the middle of the night that's the difficulty yeah but like jane's like a pro at like the breastfeeding kind of information she's got there's this woman called emma emma pickett who's like a breastfeeding guru. Right. Who is like a third member in our marriage at the moment. Like, we talk about her most days. <laughs> How do you become a guru in breastfeeding? I, I mean, I don't know, but... She's a fourth member, Tom. You've got a daughter as well. <laughs> oh, yeah, well, yeah, of course. I mean, of course, she's there as well, yeah. <laughs> Does this mean, Tom, that you're in another room sleeping through in a double bed on your own? King. King. <laughs> <laughs> <Not> King. <laughs> oh, this is wonderful, Tom. Like, what do you want the breastfeeding to carry Two on? Two years on, he couldn't be living a more different life. Well, no, but the arrangement is that I have to have the video screen in there and it's on. So even though Jane's in with Glow, I still wake with them and listen. And if they need me, Jane tells me. Right. So you're laying there awake when Jane's breastfeeding, just in case? Most times, yes. <laughs> okay. And then there's there's some kind of pivotal nights where I've slept through. Yeah. And that never goes down well, because like, I come in and go, God, that was a good night, wasn't it? <laughs> and uh, Jane will be like, no, it was not. <laughs> so does she express breast milk into bottles as well for you to do? So no, Jane's never expressed, so... Right. We've never had the need to, really, or the particular desire to. So our routine now is kind of like, we take Glow to bed, yeah, yeah. and then I say goodnight to them. Jane has about an hour and a half where she's kind of with Glow, feeding her to sleep and just mm. rocking her to sleep. Then she goes to sleep while I sort the house. Sort the house is good, isn't it? Sort the house. I love what the sort fuck the does house. that mean? I love sort the house. Mate. I'll sort the house. Oh, don't worry. I'll sort the house. Podcast on. Futile. Toys away, I know. put the dishwasher on. <laughs> I'm very aware I have to do some kind of heavy lifting. Yeah. So it's like that's my that's my time to shine. I love sort the house. Yeah. Let's break down sort the house. Let's face it, toys in the box, yeah. dishwasher. Wipe the sides if you let's not reduce it to just that. <laughs> well what let's, is it? No. Come on. <laughs> break down you sorting the house. You've just left them upstairs. How often does Jane come down and you put up some shelves? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay, okay, that's fair. That is fair. Tom, I'm not having a go at you here. I'm a house sorter myself. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm a fully-fledged, open house sorter. I love to suggest the house sort. <laughs> yeah. The good thing is Rose doesn't really enjoy the house sort, so I get to sort the house. Yeah. The kind of 7.30pm house sort is an absolute win. Bringing order to chaos, it feels good. It's yeah. the only time I feel in charge is when I'm <laughs> yeah. sorting the house. <laughs> Talk me through your first steps of sorting the house, Tom. You come downstairs, podcast on immediately. Uh, podcast on, go through, collect anything in the house that needs washing up, put it on the side, load the dishwasher, get the dishwasher on, come back, wash the stuff that can't go in the dishwasher. Sure. Yeah. Having a lovely time. Yeah. You know, and then front room, toys away, stick the telly on. <laughs> 
<laughs> and then Jane comes down and says, have you wiped the sides? And I go, no, go back in and wipe the sides. Yeah. Some days I can get away without wiping the sides. So Just do mood lighting, put a few candles on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. What's your ruling on wiping the sides in your... Because we wipe the sides before bed every night. And I did not bring that rule in. No, it's not my rule either. No, that seems a bit hard and fast. Our house goes through stages of sort of like, it's always pretty clean, but then it can get away from us if we've just come back from somewhere. Yeah. And then we'll go on a bit of a mad one. But yeah, it's not yeah. really a hard and fast rule. But if I do wipe the sides, Lou will probably do it again better. Right, yeah. yeah. Fair enough. But I was quite happy with the level that I did it at. Yeah, I'm accused of doing my wipes are too light. <laughs> and normally using the washing up water that I've just used. <laughs> Antibacterial spray, Tom. Come on, mate. There's some washing up liquid left in there, in there, I'm sure. <laughs> so, yeah, so, so we have like two hours there where I've sorted the house. We'll kind of go over the day. Sometimes we'll try and be romantic. And yeah, the screen stays on, which is kind of, I find an issue. So, is the screen on? Like, if you're trying to be. The whole time? Yeah. Doesn't it flick on when. There's a noise. She wakes up. It doesn't up. flick on, it stays on. That setting, while we're both awake, the setting has to be that the screen's on. Can't even turn it off, so it flicks on. So is that when you're downstairs? Even when we're upstairs as well. How big's your ass? Tiny. <laughs> All right, okay. Two up, two down. All right, okay. <laughs> So you have a bit of telly time, watch a bit of telly, and then you go to bed. What time are you going to bed? 10, 11? Try and be a bit earlier than that, yeah. yeah okay. And then the screen's on still. <laughs> Am I sensing you're quite anti-screen? I'm anti-screen. Okay. I'm anti-screen and I'm anti-grow-egg. The grow-eggs still dominate our house. What's a grow egg? You know those eggs that tell you the temperature? No. Well, I had a screen that had the temperature on the screen. Right, yeah. Yeah, that's what we have. We've got one of those. Rose is obsessed with the temperature. Yeah, <laughs> temperature dominates conversations. <laughs> temperature combined with <laughs> thickness of the sleeping bag Yes, and, and pyjamas. <laughs> All the time. Such a difficult time. Now. I mean, uh, you know, I know global warming's fucking the planet, but most of all, it's fucking with our routines and what we're planning to wear at night. Because the arguments are, no heat in loads of layers, but then the room looks too cold, but then you worry that they're getting too hot. But then if you have the radiator on and then, they, then they're in less clothes, but you, the radiator's oh. going to go off at a certain point. Oh, it's yeah. so difficult. Can I make a confession? Go on. Go on. I still don't know what the temperature numbers mean. No. I never know what temperature is good or bad. No. I mean that in a daytime. When someone goes, it's 27 outside today, I go, I don't know what the temperatures <laughs> yeah, mean. I thought I knew until, like, in a hotel room, if I've got it on 20 degrees or 19 degrees, yeah. I'm freezing cold. Yeah. But I've been outside in 19 degrees, getting sunburned with my top off. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't make I don't understand why there's a cold 19 and a hot 19. Yeah. And then Rose's mum turns up and uses the the other numbering system. Oh, well, like 78. No. Fahrenheit. Yeah, it's like... Where's she come from? New York? <laughs> I was going to say, where's Fahrenheit come from? Oh, she's from the past, isn't she? <laughs> she's from the past. <laughs> <laughs> you had to stop yourselves from saying old and then said the past. <laughs> yeah, it's worse. Put the heating on it. It'll only cost a few shilling. <laughs> 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 okay, so you got up to bed about nine-ish, then half nine, ten, screen's on. So you lit all night, Tom. The, the, the biggest issue is when, you know, if we're trying to be romantic, the screen still stays on. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. That's the biggest issue for me. What, the kind of light bouncing off your bodies? Like, is yeah, that... well, just knowing that you're, you know, there's a there's your daughter on screen just over there. You don't need that in your head. Yeah, no. no. 
But then also, if you turn it off, you'll be able to hear her if she makes some noise. Yeah. I mean, we'd be able to hear her if we didn't have the screen. Yes. <laughs> it's a two up, two down Terry's house. You know, she's not in the West Wing. <laughs> <laughs> she's just literally there. Yes. When you're getting romantic, to use your terminology, do you turn the screen round, like turn it away from you? I do. do you? I do. Yeah. <laughs> I turn it away and then... Jane, if she gets the chance, turns it back and we have a merry dance. <laughs> no. Is that what you call it? Yeah. It's kind of imperative to Jane that the screen's right there at all times. And I, I do right. find it I find it off-putting. I would too. <laughs> like, I do. I yeah. do. Yeah, no, it's a weird sort of fuzz as well, isn't it? Yeah. Is it quite a clear picture or is it just on the grainy black and white? No, it's a fuzzy, grainy... It looks like a horror film, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah, that's the... Pre- it looks like something bad's going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> And then, you know, after about half an hour of that, Jane goes to bed and goes into the room and goes on the double mattress on the floor in anticipation of if Glow wakes up in the night. Yep. Sorry, your routine isn't you always get romantic every night? No, no, no. <laughs> so you have a bit of t- Okay. <laughs> For half an hour. That's a bit wrong, fine. Half an hour every night. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but, but you're just in the bed together for a bit. For a bit. And does will she go asleep until the baby cries or just go in there by habit? At the moment, goes in there by habit. Right. Because okay. then she can just get as much sleep as possible yeah. and has to do as little as possible when... Yeah, that, that six-second commute would really uh, disrupt the apple cart if she fell asleep <laughs> yeah, in her own yeah, bed. Yeah. <laughs> Look, it's very important that I have that king-size bed to myself. <laughs> <laughs> I've just sorted the house, Rob. I'm knackered. He's knackered. He's having to make love for 30 minutes every night. He's exhausted. Um, And then you sort of wake up with them if they wake up, even though you're not doing anything. Yeah, yeah. Moral support. Even though I'm not doing anything, yeah. Sounds like a bit of a hangover from when the baby was really little kind of thing, like that sort of routine of it all. I think so. Well, I think also we're just getting to the stage, we're kind of at a stage where we think it's about to all change, really. I'm I'm glad we got in now. I wouldn't want to have interviewed you in two months. <laughs> yeah. We're right at this stage where we're weaning and trying to make that kind of work and yeah. dropping feet, uh, dropping naps as well, in the, oh, trying to drop yeah. the afternoon nap. And it's kind of like, so it's a state of flux. But I think once we get through those, then we'll be home and dry. But yeah. the biggest yes. step will be moving the mattress out of Glow's yeah. room. Where's the mattress going? Yeah, I mean, that's one of the that's one of the big questions. Where's the mattress going? Where'd you put a mattress? Yeah, I think you're gonna have to get that professionally removed or go down the dump. But then you've got to start like yeah, sellotaping yeah, yeah. it to your roof. <laughs> it's the roof of your car, I meant to take to the dump, not just your house. Yeah, don't <laughs> yeah. so just leave it up there like a booby trap, like a solar panel. <laughs> And how long, because you said you're into the breastfeeding, is it Emma Pickett, do you say? She's yeah. the guru. How long are you breastfeeding for? What's the plan? Because we struggle with breastfeeding, but for people that like obviously like doing it and can do it, yeah. how long is the plan to breastfeed for? Well, until you until you both feel like you want to stop, really. Like yeah. I said, like we're huge fans of the breastfeeding, and like Jane's done a lot of reading around it, and I mean, like the connection they have because of it, and yeah. like the time that they spend together doing it, Jane really cherishes, and like yeah. I understand that. Mm. Have you read as well that breast milk has like antiseptic qualities and stuff? So sometimes if I have like a rash or something, no, Jane no, puts her breast no. milk on my rash really? and it cleans it up. Really? Yeah. No, really? Yeah. yeah. Have you tasted the milk as well? I bet yeah, you have. You've had a taste. <laughs> a little bit, yeah. yeah. You've got to have a little bit of taste. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How much? Half a pint or a shot? <laughs> Just a two hour feed. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> what was it like? The breast milk. It's kind of like when you have like a soy or almond, you know, like it's not great, but it'll do. <laughs> 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 I 
It's got a funny kind of sweetness to it, but it's all right. It'd make a cup of tea go cloudy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You'd be getting all like the bits floating on the top, sort of thing. Oh, yeah. yeah. Best of just rub it on your ashes, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. Because some people breastfeed for like years, like forty-five years, but I don't know what the sort of hardcore breastfeeders say. Or it is like you say, you just get to a point where neither of you want to do it anymore. You get to the point where it starts to feel natural for them to move on, yeah. and they kind of feel that way as well. And and now, like, part of it is like. It's not necessity anymore, but it's kind of like choice and it's kind of like... And comfort, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and it's an enjoyable way for them to spend, like they stick the telly on and do like 45 minutes or something in the afternoon. But like what we're looking at is like because of breastfeeding, Jane still hasn't started her menstrual cycle again. Right. Because it inhibits that. So in terms of like planning for, you know, say if we wanted more, which we kind of talk about, then at some point we're going to have to look at dropping the breastfeeding. That's interesting. That's one of the main reasons, to be honest. Because at the moment, Jane is full-time mom. Yeah. Glow's not going to go to preschool for another eight months or so. So there's no real need to stop. Yes. And the only reason is because it's inhibited Jane having her periods back, which Jane loves. Like, she's like, it's amazing. She's on this huge (laughs) menstrual holiday. (laughs) She's kind of like living this dream. Yeah. That's your next film, isn't it? Menstrual holiday. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I I think the cutoff should be if the baby can undo the bra and then do it back up again. Well, that kind of dexterity, I think you'd you'd have to go. I reckon we've had enough. The old flick on the clasp. Yeah, like just flicked it off. (laughs) Like a pickup artist from the nineties. This is how you do it, lads. I mean, my daughter's very subtle. Like, not she's not very subtle, but she thinks she's very skillful at doing stuff like that. Like, when we say, like, oh, you can't have a feed until... Because we're trying to kind of reduce. Mm. And then she, like, kind of goes, oh, mummy, can I just look at your um, boob, please? Uh, and, like, Jane will be like, no, because I know what you're going to do. And she's like, no, no, I only want to look. I only want to look. And then Jane will kind of get her boob out and then Glow will kind of, like, vault onto it and uh, <laughs> start the feed. That was your chat-up line originally, though, with Jane, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I know she's a chip off the old block. Yeah, I'm very proud. <laughs> Uh, Josh mentioned Menstrual Holiday, your next film, because we should talk about your current film. It's coming out for Christmas. Yes. I'm so excited about this, Tom. I'm a huge Christmas film fan. And oh, I'm a fan I of mean, you. So this is, this is big. I love a Christmas film. I've always kind of... It's the, they're the best type of films. So, yeah, I've written a Christmas film called Your Christmas or Mine, and it's uh, on Amazon Prime. It'll be on Prime Video on the 2nd of December. Oh, Your Christmas or Mine. Yeah. What's the premise? It's, um, I've it's, asked you, but I know the premise, and it's a great premise. It's like these two students who have just fallen in love, and they're in uh, a London train station about to say goodbye for Christmas, and then at the same time, just after they've said goodbye, they both think, do you know what, fuck it, I'm going to go and spend Christmas with the person who I love, and they cross in the train station, get on each other's trains, and end up at each other's family homes for Christmas. Oh, that's a great idea. Yeah, there's like a huge snowfall, no transport, and they're trapped at each other's family Christmases. Because they turn up on the doorstep to surprise them, and they, oh, yes, I'll buzz that. That is good. That That is is really great. And it's got Daniel Mays in it, is that correct? It's got Daniel Mays in it. It's got Asa. He's amazing. he's, He's the best. What a bloke. Such a lovely guy. Uh, Asa Butterfield from Sex Education's in it. Harriet Walters in it. David Bradley from the Harry Potter films. Alex Jennings from The Crown. Yeah. Oh, and uh, Ram John Holder, who was pork pie in Desmond's. Amazing. (laughs) (laughs) Pork pie's in it. He plays the granddad. He's still alive. He's still alive, mate. He's amazing. amazing. It'd be a bit of a coarse bit of casting if he was dead. (laughs) (laughs) Merry Christmas. He's that bloke in the corner. The pork pies. Amazing bloke, yeah. He's on set singing and dancing every day. He's an amazing guy. 
And who are the who are the romantic leads? Yeah, so it's Asa Butterfield, who's mm. from uh, Sex Education, and then Cora Kirk, who's a newcomer. It's kind of like her first big role, so uh, I think she's going to be kind of like the breakout star. The plan. Oh, brilliant! Oh, that's so good. Are you excited then? So excited, yeah. I mean, it's it's a weird feeling because we finished it just in time for last Christmas, weirdly, but, you know, they can't put it out. Oh, yeah, they have to just wait another year. Yeah, so I've just been sitting on it for a year, really. Was it one of those things, like, you know, when they're like, you've seen Noddy Holder interviews and he'll talk about, like, they did that Slade song and it was, like, boiling hot outside. <laughs> yeah. Whatever number that is, 31 or whatever. And was it like you were doing it in the middle of summer, but you're doing a Christmas film? Yeah, we filmed it in August. Obviously, like every exterior shot is a snowstorm. So there's this company called Snow Business, and it's their job year round to kind of make it snow on screen. So they rock up with like snow machines and white carpets and all that kind of gubbins and uh, make it snow. Amazing. So we were there in the middle of August. That must have been brilliant, wasn't it? Yeah. And there's like, you know, big cranes blocking out the sun. It was mental. It was absolutely <laughs> mental. Are you, Mr. Burns? Yeah, I know, I know, I know. It must be amazing being on set, knowing that you've written all this and, and seeing it all. Mad. Absolutely mad. Weirdly, on set, you're also the least useful member of the crew. <laughs> like a writer on set, you're just getting in the way. You're walking around being like, yeah, uh, is there anything I can do? Do you want to change a line? And they're like, no, no, it's fine. We're doing it now. And you're like, oh, okay. And you just kind of go and sit by catering. And <laughs> Yeah, it's an amazing feeling. Amazing feeling. Catching up on some sleep on set? Yeah, yeah. Oh, God, yeah. I had such a lovely time. <laughs> <laughs> we're doing night shoots and things like that and everyone was like god I'm knackered and I was like I have not slept this well in ages <laughs> <laughs> how long were you away for doing it how did that work with parenting it was a six week shoot but the weekends were off pretty much so I was back at weekends so it wasn't right. too bad the only bad one was when there was a night shoot I think and we filmed from seven in the evening till five in the morning and then I got in the car and drove three hours back oh. to Exeter and that was like that was bad a oh. couple of satsumas and a coffee though to get you through the <laughs> yeah, night yeah yeah yeah, yeah exactly. for old time's sake yeah and then you get back and then like obviously Glow was just waking up and ready to go and then off you go oh my oh, god man. what are you filming from midnight till 5am because it was August and we needed to shoot like when you're doing any kind of night scenes oh, or any yeah, it no has to look like the winter so you're doing most of the day most of it was like night shoots oh my god yeah and what's your Christmas plans this year? Are you going to sit down and watch it as a family? Or what do you normally do at Christmas as well? This is the first Christmas because of all the COVID and stuff. We're going to take Gloria back to Wolverhampton for Christmas at her grandparents. So but my mum's Welsh, right? So she's nine. My dad's English. She's nine? Nine. <laughs> yeah, is, that's Welsh for grandma. Right, OK. All oh, right. In Wales, you have a nine and a tide. You don't have a granddad and a grandma. Right, I thought she was just starting early. She's nine. Blimey. <laughs> From the valleys. <laughs> the valleys. Yeah, she's Welsh, so she's nine. <laughs> oh, and then tired to granddad, yeah. Yeah, that's right. But dad's English, so he's not. He's Gramps. So we've got Gramps and nine. <laughs> Gramps and nine sounds like a rapper. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then Jane's mom, Thalma, spent about 10 years working out in Spain. So she's kind of got an affinity to Spain. So when she found out that my mom was nine, she didn't want to just be like a nan. <laughs> Sorry, I can't. It does sound like your mom's nine. Sorry. Is that... <laughs> right. Sorry, carry on, carry on. <laughs> so Thelma decided she wanted to be Eight. Abuela. <laughs> abuela? Yeah. So Gloria's got a, she's got a nine and she's got an Abuela. Abuela? Oh, wow. Yeah. And where are you spending Christmas? So we're spending Christmas at Nine and Gramps' house, but we're taking Abuela with us. 
<laughs> a boiler's coming with, okay. Yeah, a boiler's coming with. And there's a boiler hung out with nine and gramps before. Yeah, that, that's all fine, that's all fine. That, I yeah. would say, though, it's quite bold to just demand what you're going to be called and it's Spanish, just because <laughs> your equivalent has got an interesting name, because it's Welsh. Let's be honest, it's an interesting choice, let's just say that. <laughs> um, so... <laughs> <laughs> and a well is a very difficult word to say so glow says bar she's just clung on to the end of it so instead of abuela oh. it's just bar and she's too young to sort of explain to her as well isn't she yeah i mean it's hard to explain it to people who aren't young do you know what i mean <laughs> <laughs> Well, she once worked in Spain for a bit. Okay. Yeah. Is she Spanish? Nah. No, absolutely not. No, 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 no. Of course not. My father-in-law, Lou's elder sister, used to call their granddad Amps because they couldn't say Gramps or Granddad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then now the grandkids call their dad Amps. There you go. And then I always say nanny and granddad and then sort of all confused. And I was like, Lou, I'm not calling him Amps. You've got to call him Amps, dude. You've got to get on board. That's fine if the kids do it, but I'm not saying that. I'll say Mick. I'll say Mick. <laughs> I'm not, as a grown man, to another grown man saying, Amps, would you like a cup of tea? Yeah. Bar, yeah. Guy call a bar now. Hello, bar. Not even her name. Come on, bar. Yeah. Bar's coming round now. Bar sounds more Welsh for a nan than nine. Yeah. <laughs> It does, it does, yeah. So which one's yeah. Spanish? Neither, don't worry, don't get bogged down by that. One's no, no, Welsh. No one's Spanish. Bar, not bar. Nine. No. No. Nine? Is she German? Nine? No? It's like a Michael McIntyre <laughs> So you're all going up there to your, um, whoever lives there in Wolverhampton, whatever they're yeah, called. Yeah, we're going to Nine and Gramps' house for Christmas, yeah. Does Gramps want to rebrand? No, Gramps is out there. Just, uh, <laughs> quiet, easy life, no problems. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, how many kids are going to be there? Is it going to be loads and loads of kids? Glow's got nine cousins, I think. Well, that's confusing. So, yeah, it's big. That's a confusing number to throw to the name mix, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> okay. okay, let's have you nine over here for the photo. No, not you nine. <laughs> Yeah, so like nine cousins, and so, you know, it's going to be good for them. Off they go. Oh, wow. And are they all going to be calling Abuela Abuela? No, they know as Thalma. I think it'd be weird if they hopped on the bar train. It's already a weird train to be on. (laughs) Just what's standing Ramoni on the bar train, just for you. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's just us. That's just for us. (laughs) <laughs> How big is your nine and granddad's house? Is it a big house then? Are you going to get everyone in? Are you staying over or are you driving back? Or We're staying over. All my other brothers and sisters live within about five minutes of my mum and dad's house. Right, OK. Right, right, right. So that's fine. I, you know, like, I didn't really realise... when As soon as I got old enough, I left and was like, this is what you do, you know, you leave home, you go and live somewhere else. But all my other brothers and sisters live five minutes away, so it's just me down in Devon. You traitor. I know. Well, that's the problem, isn't it? When everyone goes home, a lot of people like move away like you have and they go home and they've got two children or three children or, or a child with them and they're in like their childhood bedroom yeah. that is only really suitable yeah. for a, you know, a 15-year-old in 1997 and all of a sudden there's a family in there. <laughs> Under a post of Carmen Electra. <laughs> yeah, Carmen Electra's looking down, <laughs> looking at you going, I know what you used to do in here, big boy. <laughs> And then, and then it's hard for the other person who's it's not their family because their Christmas now is in sort of a strange person's house essentially. I know, yeah. just sleeping on a weird bed. Yeah, 
that yeah. was your childhood bed. Yeah, exactly. It'll be chaos, but that's what it's all about, isn't it? That's what it's all about. <laughs> and then, I mean, I don't know what um, what we're going to get her for Christmas. Yeah, I feel like at two. It's the first Christmas where she knows it's Christmas. She's already started talking about it. But you don't need to get her that much because yeah. loads of people will buy her loads of stuff and you'll end up with loads of stuff. And she doesn't know that yes. lots of things are bought for Christmas. This is the advice I needed to hear. Obviously, Father Christmas will probably bring... In our house, Father Christmas brings the girls a present yeah and then their friends and family and, and then the parents buy yeah. some as well but we get one present from Father Christmas in our house and a stocking okay here's a problem I've got coming down the pipeline oh yeah oh what's that you can't get an erection <laughs> that half an hour every evening <laughs> <laughs> we've had a chat in the last two weeks go on should we be putting out a warning about this if this is about Father Christmas oh yes we should yes okay we should put out a warning about it okay if you're listening with children we're about to discuss Father Christmas. Yeah. And that's enough warning. My wife's decided she doesn't want to... <laughs> I love it if you went, she reckons he's not real. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> she doesn't want to go with the lie. She doesn't what? want to go, oh, no. really? Yeah. Okay, Whoa. interesting. Because oh, I feel weird about big. it. Go on. Do you? Yeah. Yeah, she doesn't want to go with the lie. And actually, when you come to defend the lie, you start to realise yeah. that it's fucking weird and you're taking a really weird stance. Yeah, because my youngest is scared of the thought of a man coming in her house. Yeah, here you go. Why wouldn't she be? Yeah, exactly. So talk us through your... When you start saying there's this... Well, we're not religious. We don't want to say, oh, if you do good things, then Jesus will be pleased with you. That's not the way to do it. Yeah. And then yeah. you realise when you get into Father Christmas territory, it is the same thing. And Jane wants Glow to believe everything that we tell her because yes, what you know we're course. telling her the truth yeah. of things and you can trust us and what we tell you is real and we're her guide to what is and what isn't in life. Yeah. And then you go, apart from this one thing where we're gonna make up this thing yeah, yeah. and it's not real, but we're gonna tell you it's real, we're gonna go out of our way to show you that it's real. Yeah. And, yeah. and I ended up going like, No, we've got to do that. And Jane's like, Why? Why are you gonna do this one weird lie to our daughter? And it's fun, I though. can't really find an answer. It's fun. That's it's it. fun. It's when fun. they see the mince pies gone, they go fucking batshit. Yeah. I just think I've never met anyone that's really troubled as an adult because of that lie. No. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> it's fun. And I've never met anyone going, this fun. And like, I've been in counselling for years just because they lied about it. It's a fun, you know what I mean? When he found out he killed seven people. <laughs> You've all seen the Netflix documentary. Yeah, you're right, you're right. <laughs> but I don't remember finding out that it wasn't true. I think you sort of clock it as a kid, but you don't really want to say it because you want to believe, I think, is what happens. And you want the presents. Yes. So Crucially, you still want the presents to come. So you keep stum. Yes. So I sort of get it, so I've thought about this, but I think it is so much fun and they love it and it's exciting and... The world is quite depressing and hard work. Let's not let them know about that early doors. I mean, that's... <laughs> well, here's one other argument. Yeah. If she knows yeah. at the age of four when she's at school, yeah. she's going to be put in a very awkward situation. Yeah, when she knows and no one else does at school. Does she keep that to herself or does she tell everyone at school? Well, what I think we could be imbuing her with there is a sense of intellectual superiority. Yeah, <laughs> sure. Yeah, yeah. I quite like that idea. Yeah, because that won't damage him, will it? <laughs> Just instilling a superiority over everyone at an early age. <laughs> She's sat there nursing thinking, Susan, you're my best friend, but you're a fucking idiot, actually. <laughs> yeah. Who's calling a baby Susan these days, Tom? Yeah. Come on. And 
drunk, Susan. You need to know the truth, OK? You're a pathetic little baby, believe it or lie. Right? Well, we're 15 now. Right, I'm going home for a bit of breast milk. I'll be back to do my GCSEs. <laughs> I do get it though, but yeah, it is a balance in it. So, what side are you on of this, Tom? I'm Team Father Christmas. Yeah, it feels mad to me if I'm going to try and get into an industry where I'm cranking out a Christmas film every year. Being the truth guy, <laughs> I can't kill off Father Christmas. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Should say, look, that's going to pay our mortgage for the next five years. You've got to keep Santa alive. <laughs> yeah, if people stop watching Christmas films. Closing <laughs> off my ideas. But that could be your Christmas film, Tom. It's about the man that writes Christmas films but has no love for Christmas in his own house. Yeah. <laughs> like something from a fairy tale. I'm concerned about this. I don't think I'm going to win the argument, basically. Right, OK. I think once it happens, very early on... Well, once you've lost the argument, it's very difficult to put the genie back in the bottle, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> you can't go, he is real, actually. Bye, good night. <laughs> well, you've got to be careful, though, because you can't... If you tell her too young, she won't be able to understand that she needs to keep it secret because she'll spoil it for other children. Yeah, exactly. She'll go in this Christmas to all her cousins, all come blazing. I get a feeling, though, when she grows up, she'll just be that kid that goes, well, my parents told me at the age of two, so I never knew. And then she might get annoyed she missed out. <gasps> oh, God. I know. It's, a tough oh, it's one. hard, isn't I know. it? It's really tricky. Oh. Do your kids still believe, Rob? Yeah, but like, I don't really hammer it home. Yeah. Because introduce young and we go and visit Father Christmas at things. Yeah. And then it's sort of like, should we see if he's been, but it's not like a. I don't really mention that he's real. I just don't really mention... That he's not. Yeah. Did you put the mince pies out? Yeah, we put the mince pies out. Yeah, so like obviously around Christmas we do. Yeah. But it's not like... I And I don't... I really don't agree with, and I never do, is you only get prints if you're good. Oh, yeah, I don't like that. I totally don't do that at all. No. That's not even a part of it. Yeah. We just sort of say, if, you know, like sometimes Father Christmas will bring a present yeah. at Christmas. How do you get them to do what you ask, though? Because... <laughs> <laughs> That's the stage I'm at now. Asking for a friend. I mean, I'll be honest with you. Maybe when I'm under pressure, I might go, Christmas is coming up soon. And I've not hammered it home. Yeah, there you go. I've just said that. And it's up to them leave that to read into that however much they want. Okay? Yeah. That's on them. Gloria's really like, that's the age she's at now where she's really learned to say no. Yeah. And oh, God. We haven't yeah. quite got our discipline ducks in a row yet. Oh, yeah, the discipline ducks are tough to get. Oh, the discipline ducks, yeah, she believes in the discipline ducks. That's a, that's a, if you don't come to the table, the discipline ducks are going to come and peck you. I'm getting hate feeding the birds. Running away from puns. But, but like, I, I haven't got that yet. I haven't got, I don't know what to do. And she's really good now at saying no. Like, really? she eyeballed oh, me the tough. other day. I said, don't throw your food. And she eyeballed me and threw food oh. and just kept on looking at me the whole time. That is a tough yeah. age. That's the twos, isn't it? And you said, can I hear quacking in the distance? Here they come. Quack, quack, quack. This is the good <laughs> Flapping at her, pecking her. Here's what we had in our house for the last... It's just come to an end, luckily. But about four months ago, we were really happy. Everyone was having a nice time. We went for lunch with another family who were about a street away from us. And yeah. they, had a, they had filter water, right? And my wife said, why have you got filter water? And they said, oh, there's a lot of lead pipes in this area. Didn't oh, you know? And we were like, no, we don't know. So we went back to our house and Jane ordered a lead test. And we had lead pipes in oh. our street bringing the water to our house. And in our house, we had lead pipes that our survey had missed, right? Oh, right. 
So we had like a big freak out. Jane in particular was very upset because she was like, we've been damaging our child. And I kind of, yeah. you know, I think like in any relationship, there's like, I tend to downplay things and go, it'll be okay. Yeah. Even though I don't really know yeah, it'll me. be okay. I find myself going, it'll be fine. Yeah. 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 Well, it's done now anyway. Exactly. It's not like you're going, no, shut up and drink the water. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we'll get a filter from now on. So we went on bottled water until we sorted all that. I know we've had all the pipes fitted, but fucking hell, honestly, like looking into it, there's still so much lead pipes in Britain. Really? Yeah. Yeah, and the acceptable levels, like Jane did a whole lot of research, and it's like the acceptable levels in this country are 10. So as long as you've got under 10 in your water, they say it's fine. But the medical associations around the world say five is the acceptable really? limit before it causes oh, damage. So Britain is like five behind the rest of the world. Right. Because it just goes, oh, no, it'll be fine, and it isn't. So, like, we've had a whole thing about lead. But the thing <laughs> about lead, again, through research is all the <laughs> symptoms of lead poisoning are all exactly the same symptoms of a toddler turning two. So like we found out, like we found out about the lead stuff just as going into the terrible twos and like having the odd tantrum and like getting upset and all that kind of stuff. And then like when you read like lead poisoning, it's like, oh, can display violent behavior, will oh, start God. being irrational. So like our battle in the house has always been, is it lead or is it... <laughs> Is it lead? So like, so like she'll throw her foods and Jane will look at me and go, it's the lead. And I'll be like, no, no, she's two. (laughs) (laughs) She's two. (laughs) She'll be coming in after nights out off her face going, oh, she's been drinking the water again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the lead. It's the lead. So we had her tested and everything, and her, her levels were really uh, very, very low. So we're okay. We got away with it. But like, so it's just her behaviour and your parenting. It is just that she's a toddler. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that has been the constant discussion. Is like, is it the lead? Is it lead? Is it the lead? That's so is it good. the lead or is it that she's two? Yeah. Oh, there's gonna be so many paranoid people now going straight to lead testing their water. I cannot. Yeah. I cannot stress enough. Check your. It's mad. It's mad. How do you check it? They send you... You just drink it. If you've got any fillings, it tingles. <laughs> drink it for three days, and if you punch someone at the end of it, it's probably lead. <laughs> Can you plead it in court? Yeah, I think... Well, genuinely, that is a, a strong theory, that, like, people in poor social housing, especially, like, 100 years ago, had nothing but lead water in their supplies, and oh. it does genuinely lead to violent tendencies. Oh, my God. So there is, like, a whole theory behind it. We've all done a lot of reading on lead, yeah. You yeah, have, yeah. <laughs> Maybe it's the next Christmas film. <laughs> lead based. Well, that's what happens in this one. One of the families has got lead in their water and you have to work out which one. Yeah, it turns into a whodunit. <laughs> Tom, it's been a pleasure to catch up. Oh, I loved it. Lovely to be back on, guys. Lovely to be back on. What's the name of the film again? It's called Your Christmas or Mine. Yeah. And it's on Prime Video on the 2nd of December. I can't wait to watch it. So does that mean I get it for free if I've got Amazon Prime? Yeah, it'll be it'll be on their homepage from the second of December. I think it's going to be their big Christmas film. Oh, well done! Yeah, it's their big Christmas film for the season. Yeah, the soundtrack's out now as well on Amazon Music. It's got an original soundtrack of. uh... Is it on Spotify, Tom? Oh no, it isn't. (laughs) (laughs) The soundtrack's out there if you want to find it somewhere. (laughs) (laughs) Doesn't sound like it's worth listening to to me, but there we go. 
cheers, Tom. It's been amazing. We, we've asked that question before about the best. And, oh, no, because we asked you about what the... Did we ask you about what Jane does that annoys you about parenting? Because now we've added a question of what amazing thing does she do? Not her, but the partner. We don't ask everyone what Jane does. Yeah. So I don't know if we asked you that before, the thing that annoyed you, but we can do it again. What annoys you about her parenting? We might have changed over the two years. Yeah, I think the thing that annoys me is her... I mean, I know it's... It's sorry to say it's probably one of the things that makes us such a good parent as well, though, is like the surveillance, the level of like never relaxing. Yeah. And like, I'd love her to be able to relax a bit more. But I also know that's part of what makes us such a good parent right. to be on constant kind of. Yeah. I'd love to be able to switch the video screen off a little bit. <laughs> 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 That was the best thing, Tom. I mean, her best thing. And it's always been the way when I first met Jane in normal life is like empathy. Her empathy for Glow is like when Glow's freaking out. She never gets cross with Gloria for that. She just understands why she's freaking out. And it's like, she's not misbehaving. It's because yeah. she's just trying to communicate with us. And it makes us such a... She kind of diffuses any situation by being able to be empathetic with Glow. I'm in awe of that because I kind of... I start to try and think, right, I should be telling someone off. <laughs> My instinct is, I should be telling someone off here because... She's doing that. I've got to tell her off. I'm the dad. And then Jane will step in and just start talking to Gloria and being like, I understand you're upset and this is probably why you're frustrated and empathising with her instead. Before you know it, like, everyone's really happy. And I'm always like, wow, that's that's pretty amazing that you can do that. That's nice. Oh, that's lovely. Oh, thanks, someone. Good luck with the film. Good luck with the film. Ah, cheers, boys. Yeah, we'll definitely be watching. Ah, great. Thanks for having me back on. Lovely to see you. Cheers, mate. See you in two years. <laughs> see you in two years. Bye. Tom Perry. Yes. What a great guy. Love Tom Perry. Yep. That was a good one, actually. It was good. Yeah. We caught him just because it feels like that they're at the end of baby, beginning of like child. Yeah. And it's that really weird thing where the baby's yeah. sort of old enough now, but you're sort of in that routine. You want to, like, the screen needs to go yeah. soon. The mattress is going to come out of the bedroom soon, but it's all where it's overlapping, where you, it's that hard finding that line, isn't it? I didn't even know there was the option to keep the screen on at all times. Ours is a movement sensor or a sound sensor, I think. Yeah, ours would just be yeah on until there was a move or a sound. No sound, yeah. Yeah. But, you know. Because then you get the thing at 3am when it lights up. You're like, <laughs> this is bad news. Yeah. Well, I can't remember when we stopped having a camera, to be honest. I think it broke and we never fixed it. Yeah, we've still got ours. Not with our daughter. Because I remember there was a stage where you're filming your child and you think, this has gone on too long. Yeah. It's just a child asleep yeah. now. It's not a baby that needs to be... <laughs> like, really, you don't even really sort of need a screen at all, but I don't think my anxiety could have hoped with no screen. No. From the beginning. No. If you are a no-screener and you've never had a screen, like a oh, camera on your baby, let touch. us know. And let us know how that felt, why you come to that decision, and is it fine and we're over and we're all worrying too much? Because we were, we were big screen guys in our house. Yeah, well, I'll tell you why we found it useful, or do find it useful. It's like when he goes down... You know you leave him, and sometimes he's shouting, but then you look and he's he's lying down, and you're like, that's going to be fine. And sometimes <laughs> he's standing up in the cot, and you can tell the difference by how he is in the cot, if you know what I mean. Yeah, rather than going in, so it does help. Yeah, it? so it does mean that you go, fuck him, he's lying down, I'm not going yeah, in. Yeah, and they sort of get up, and they jolt up and make a noise and look around, and then lay back and go straight to sleep. Yeah. But if you'd already gone in, you're waking the baby yeah. up. Exactly, exactly, okay. Rob. Also as well, the Father Christmas one's really oh, going to divide people, and is... it? That is going to be a juicy debate on Facebook and Instagram. Oh, my word. It'll be good to hear if anyone has done what Tom and Jane are thinking about doing. I just don't think as a four-year-old I'd have kept it to myself at school. That's the problem. You start to impact other people. That's the thing, yeah. isn't it? Oh. oh, it's a good one. Get in touch. Email in. Right. See you on Tuesday. See you later. Bye. Bye. <laughs> 